Hello everybody and welcome to Nintendo Power Block episode 175. I'm one of your hosts, Corey Derrick, and alongside me as always is that retro code, Eddie V. Merry Switchmas, everybody! <laughs> yes! And it's that time of year. <laughs> yes, it it's is! snowing outside. Well, chilly. I don't have no snow. Santa's coming. Yes. You know what that means. It's game of the year time. Oh, yes, of course. Game of the year time here on Nintendo Power Block. It is, uh... Man, there's a lot more that came out this year than I anticipated i i everybody i told Corey, i'm like why didn't nintendo have a blastastic year gaze when everybody questioned what was 2019 gonna hold for them we got our answer yeah <laughs> there was a ton of great games that came out yeah oh, <sighs> there's they were yeah i was going through the list of games that came out this year right because you know tomorrow we're recording late, so the show might come out a little bit later than normal, but uh, it's all right. I was I was looking at the list because I was making my list for Power Block, and I'm making I made my list for uh, Boss Rush's recording a game of the year, right? And mm-hmm. I forgot how much came out this year. <laughs> to be <laughs> honest with you, there's so much that came out this year. Like I forgot that Apex came out this year. I forgot that Devil May Cry Five came out this year. I forgot War Groove came out this year. There that was that listed you on my list. Like, dude, uh, there yeah. was there was so much. I forgot that uh, Cuphead and Ori came out this year. <laughs> uh, yes, it's. I forgot. I forgot the Trials Rising came out this year. There's so much that came out this year that like, dude, Cadence of Hyrule. Yeah, like, yeah. It's I mean, it's going to be interesting for Boss Rush. Yeah, for sure. And then, like, I forgot how many great games came out on Nintendo, right? Like, I, I just... It, this year went by so fast. And, like, we've... You and I, in particular, have been doing so much. And then, you know, starting this new project and and seeing what we were going to try to do with it and trying to come up with content and everything mm-hmm. for, for 2020. Like, you know, it's it's just been a... It's been a year for us, man, and, and regrouping and bringing Nintendo Power Block back because we missed it and, you know, fans missed it and, uh, you know, giving the NX Project the new name and everything. Like, this year is just, 2019 is a year that I will remember for a long time for so many reasons, and, uh, you know games are just a small piece of that pie this year but you know it's it's uh it i'm not gonna lie it's a game of the year like even though we were talking about it a couple weeks ago just really snuck up on me to be (laughs) to be 100 percent honest with you uh well it's funny because like when i think of game of the year like i think of the last you know kind of day i'm like of course if you wanted to count like new year's eve you can but like i feel like once after christmas you got until sunday to actually you know get all the games that you wanted to play and make your decision and then finally get your official game of the year game of the year out because you like you'll have christmas and hanukkah and kwanzaa you'll have all of that come and you'll have those games and you'll have a better idea but um 
Yeah, it's thinking of game of the year every year. It really depends on what what gets released for a, a particular console at times. Because if if it's not equal on all three sides and it's more on one side, it becomes like it becomes harder because you got to think of that one particular console with all of those games and trying to put them in a certain list that you enjoy personally. Yeah. Yeah. I, it, it, man, just like, like coming up with 10, like we're so just to give everybody kind of like a, a glimpse of what we're doing today, we're going to do some honorable mentions. Uh, I cut mine down. I know Ed said he was going to, and then probably didn't, uh, <laughs> Uh, and then we're going to do a top 10 in order of, of the games that we enjoyed on switch this year. So, uh, but you know, it's game of the year is always a special time. It's a nice way to look back at the games that came out and kind of remind people what came out. And if you haven't, you know, <laughs> haven't played some of these games, maybe it's a good refresher to, to see, check some of these games out, you know? So, yes. uh, but before we get into that, uh, I want to read a question uh, a Nintendo question, if you will, uh, just to kind of get the juices flowing, you know, kind of, kind of get in there and just kind of like, ooh, yes, podcast, you know, oh, uh, a good warm up. Yeah. Nintendo. Uh, I, our, our longtime listener and fan, Greg Osterman the third, writes in and says, "What were some of your favorite games that didn't appear on the Switch this year?" Nice and simple question. Um. I could actually answer this. Um, going for starting with PlayStation, um, I, I am enjoying Concrete Genie. I think, like, just going on 2019 release games, I think Concrete Genie is really good. Uh, I was just I was watching um, the um, Game Scoop, uh, and this show was like a couple of weeks ago, and it was like they had all the hosts for their big podcast. Uh, like beyond uh, Nintendo Voice Chat and Unlock, and um, they was talking about you know Concrete Genie how it you know it kind of came out but didn't really get that love or anything, and it came from one of their small teams, and I'm just like I could agree. I'm like this is really a great game um, on it. I like the artist, um, the artistry of it. it felt something very new and just like kind of relaxing in a sense and you know for sony i think that was a great one um crackdown three crackdown three is definitely a big contender for me um because i had so much fun i think that was that's probably another multiplayer game playing with my friend online and being in the game with them um like at two o'clock in the morning and just talking and stuff like it was really fun like that game, it, I don't. I only. Oh, go ahead. I only played a little bit of of Crackdown, but like, it seems like one of those dumb fun games where you're like running around the the city, blowing stuff up and shooting guys and, and completing yeah. missions together. Just just like, like what I played. What I played of of Crackdown three, I really liked, and like I didn't really have high expectations because review scores were mediocre uh, at best, right? Like they it it didn't get like tens or anything, but like. Yes, I went in there expecting like a an okay game, and I ended up liking what I played. And it's 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 on my list. Uh, like I said, most of my the first quarter at least of of twenty 
20 is going to be a backlog stuff for me. Uh, I just want to catch up on stuff and, and really kind of get into some of these games that I didn't really have time for this year, uh, along with, uh, you know, some of the other stuff we're doing, (laughs) but yeah. Oh, uh, but yeah, crackdown three is, uh, I think it's like, if you, if, if you have an Xbox and you have game pass or PC, I guess, and game pass, like, just download Crackdown and try it. It's only it's not very long. I think the campaign's only like six or seven hours and Oh, it's longer than that. Um, is it? I heard it was it, pretty short. It's longer than that. Literally with some stuff, it is longer than that. Like there's a lot of stuff that you that you gotta do. If I think if you're playing with somebody, it's six to seven hours. If you're doing it by yourself, it's about ten to twelve, because there are some challenging parts. And that last, that last section of the game, it's gonna take you a good while if you're doing it by yourself. So it's just not six or seven hours. You, if you're playing with somebody, the time is cut down. If not solo, it's gonna take you a long time. Okay. Well, six or. 10, 10, 12 hours. Okay. Yeah. Uh, um, definitely Gears 5 is a good one. I see what you do. <laughs> Don't give me that look. <laughs> uh, Gears 5 definitely is a great one. Um, Waiting on Jesse to finish that. <sighs> Jesse. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I will put. Okay. So Anthem Division 2 and Devil May Cry 5. Great games, and I, I'm adding Elta because I did enjoy the flying, I did enjoy the shooting. I wasn't bothered by the campaign or level design. I didn't have a problem like everybody else was having a problem. I think the problems I was having with Anthem was the beta and all of that stuff being broken and everything that people couldn't play, especially if you pre-order it and the way that they released it. And it was just like all of this hype build up for this game stuff wasn't working, but it like with a few patches, things got to work, and then it kind of felt good, you know. Um, same with the division two, like it felt, you know, kind of samey as a division one. I, I had fun, had some problems here and there with it, uh, but overall, I'm like, I got my full of it. Um, especially Devil May Cry Five, great game. Um, I, I think what got me was that it looks beautiful. It's too big with too many, uh, with not many enemies, and the combo system is lacking. Um, I think they, I think because of Ninja Theory giving us like various ways to do combos and move sets and stuff, um, and really feeling like, really feeling like you are an action star. Devil May Cry Five didn't really do that. In in a sense, now yes, with Dante, you feel that DMC uh, Devil May Cry feel because of the various weapons, the various fight modes that you'll be in and stuff. But when it came to uh, the other two, it's just like this is not hitting. Not a bad game. I I I paid my sixty bucks when it came out. Fully bought it. That was the only game that I played to the end. Uh, when it came out, I mean, I play other stuff fully when it came out, like Anthem and everything. But I, did, I, I got my full of it, and was just like, I still like DMC Devil May Cry better. And I think if they would have changed the, like, I don't want to have to buy 
the option to run fast. Like, really? I gotta buy a move to run fast? No. Like, it it, it could have been better. Um, I, I know they, like I said, they simplified the combat, the combo system, but I, they shouldn't have. They really shouldn't have. You, there's no joy in trying to learn the game with simplified combos. Because um, you really could just button mash it all the way and everything. Um, but yeah, I mean, DMC Devil May Cry. I mean, Devil May Cry Five was good. I, I just feel like it could have been better. Um, but I did enjoy it. So, um, other than that, let's see. Well, what else? Uh, cause I got mostly uh, like Remnant from the Ashes. Great game, phenomenal. I, I still think need to fantastic. play it. I, I wanted to play it before Game of the Year stuff, but I don't think I'm... I mean, unless I stayed up tonight and actually like put a couple hours into it. <laughs> which I, it. I'm not going to lie. probably won't do that. <laughs> uh, uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Um, great story. Got some problems. Um, I'll talk about that on Boss Rush later. Um, Borderlands 3. Good game. Control. Uh, I gotta put more time in control, but I am enjoying it um, with that game. It's, it's there's something about Remedy that they like to make your game, make their games where full on action, but you gotta consistently move. You don't really get a time to breathe and stuff. So um, the control is kind of like that. Like I said, I got to put more time into it. Um, I haven't got a chance to try Star Wars uh, Fallen Order. Um, I'm hoping to get that for a Christmas gift because uh, I really do want to play that game. Um, but overall, uh, like for a Sony, kind of like for Sony and Xbox, those kind of kind of games that I liked that I enjoyed this year. Nice. Uh, well. I guess I guess I'll go. Uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, I think the the one game that kind of stands out, right? I know there's a couple, but the few that stand out: uh, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. I really loved. I mm-hmm. not a huge star. I mean, I I like Star Wars. Like it's it's fun, you know. Like it's it's fun movie to watch. But uh, you know, I'm not like the biggest Star Wars guy or anything. But uh, I really liked that game. I like I I like Cameron Monaghan as an actor, right? He's he's kind of the main protagonist. I like the crew. I I think it does some interesting things with uh your companion BD1 is an interesting companion. Like I I he's it's just fun, you know, and uh you know, there were a couple points where I th- was a little frustrated with the difficulty spikes, but uh, and, and some of the platforming was just not that it should not have tried to be a platformer. And some of the platforming is kind of uh, bad at some points, but uh, it really kind of took what they learned from Titanfall and Apex, right? With like uh, wall running and, and some movement aspects from, uh, from Titanfall, especially and uh, applied it to star Wars. And it worked really well uh, in most places, you know, and, and, and the ending, like the surprise that they ruin in every single trailer, like, mm-hmm. just, like I, I, I didn't get spoiled somehow. I just didn't, and it was awesome. The ending was awesome. Uh, so, and and it totally 
just going to throw it out there. It totally sets it up for a sequel. And I, and I know that respawn is already hiring for a sequel. So, uh, I, I like that game. It was, it's, it was really good. And I like the lightsaber customization and just the move sets they give you and the playgrounds they give you and everything. So I, I actually want to go back to it and actually try to get the rest of the stuff, right? Like I want to go explore the rest of the maps and find all the secrets mm-hmm. and everything. Uh, might try to get all the achievements on it, uh, which nice. is the first time I've felt like doing that in a game in a while, you know? So, uh, Gears 5, I want to finish it with Jesse. Uh, we've been playing on the second to highest difficulty, and the difficulty spikes in that game range from, uh, you know, the, the valleys are, are low, right? Where, like, you can take guys out, no problem, to some of these enemies take three or four full clips to take down. And it's just, I don't really understand the artificial difficulty that they're putting in there. Right. Like, it's not like, you know, it kind of feels like the, like the ways that games used to be hard just to be stupid hard. Right. Just to make the game longer. That's what it reminds me of. And I'm like, I just want to shoot some guys and take them down and have fun. Right. And, uh, it's to the point where Jesse and I kind of decided just to knock it down the difficulty level just to finish the story because the game itself is really good. The story is really good. The characters are fun, yeah. right? And and I want to finish it. I want to see it through because I, I love Gears so much, but it's just like these artificial difficulty spikes in this game have been an issue since the first game, and they they haven't been fixed, right? It's just... Mm. I mean, I know it's probably just the nature of Gears and how that series works, but like, I kind of feel like they need to do something with it. So, I, I think because they made <clears throat> Gears Five feel more tactical, uh, where but it's it, not just a basic cover-based shooting. Like you, you gotta, you can't stand in one place. It, it's that's what I'm, I'm assuming it does. It is like that's why the AI well, like, is so. Like, spongy. I won't say spongy. Well, like we we got we got to this area right where like we were literally like the there is these two big uh, like the the snatcher creatures right that like mm-hmm. snatch you up and put them in put you in their stomach and you have to shoot the yeah. stomach to get your partner out or whatever. We would literally be like hiding in a building, right? And they would shoot those things out of its tail. No windows around. We are inside a building because we saw like the tail light up before they shoot the things. Right? We were literally inside the building, and we would die because they would explode outside the building. Outside the building, when we oh, were inside, that's... and it's like those kind of things were like really just they were hindering the experience a lot, and, mm-hmm. and it just uh, and as Gears is one of my favorite series, like it just really hindered that experience, and I. I don't want that, so we're just going to knock it down in difficulty peg and, and just finish it from there. But <clears throat> I really like the evolution of Jack and, like, how you can use Jack to do stuff. I like the open world hub things that you can explore and do yes. things. Like, like those ideas were cool. It felt like they weren't totally finished, right? But, like, the ideas were cool, and I hope they kind of flesh that out in the next game, which hopefully we'll see on... on xbox uh series x right so uh yeah man those are kind of like the two real big standouts uh controls another one i've been playing through 
it's it's it got a lot better somehow. I turned the motion blur off and and the film grain off, and it feels way better. <laughs> like I I don't know if that had something to do with the performance or anything, but it just feels way better after I turned that off. Uh, so that's that's kind of those are kind of like the big three right now that uh, come to mind. Apex Legends also is like a really solid uh battle royale it's my favorite of the th- kind of three major ones that are out there right now so yeah i just hope respawn don't abet in titanfall because i want a three i want another great story and like i want bt to come back i bet like i bet they i bet they announced titanfall three in a, for a launch window for x and and ps5 ps5 yeah uh, so those are kind of the standouts uh, for me this year, but yeah, uh, you can hear more about that on the Boss Rush podcast, our other podcasts that we talk about games and uh, everything besides Nintendo. Uh, I do kind of want to promote that uh, just because, not to like uh, diminish the show or anything, but Nintendo Power Block, you know, been around longer, been around the block a little bit, and. Uh, it's just Nintendo Power Block's a little bit more popular than Boss Rush Podcast, so I just encourage people to go download the Boss Rush Podcast. Uh, yes. Ed hosts it, and you know we're joined by Jesse and Ray, and we talk about the other consoles and some Nintendo. Uh, you know, somehow the conversations usually steer that way. <laughs> Wonder <laughs> why. Uh, but you know, it's 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 uh it's fun. So please go check it out. Uh, Let's get into some of this housekeeping real quick before we actually start our Game of the Year discussions. Uh, this is Nintendo Power Block. You can find it on BossRushGames.com uh, or on YouTube.com slash BossRushGames, as well as your favorite podcast service of choice. We encourage you to rate and review and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you listen to us. Uh, it helps with discoverability. Uh, we've gotten a couple reviews the last couple days. Uh, it's it's really exciting to see new reviews pop up. So uh, if you could just do that for us, we'd be really grateful. Uh, you know, you can follow us on Twitter at boss underscore rush underscore games. You can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at boss rush games. We have a Discord. You can find the boss rush community. You can also find our community on Facebook. Uh, our poll is in there for game of the year. We want to know what your games of the year are uh, just because, you know, we, we really want to build that community and see what you guys think. So check that out. You can also check out the poll on Twitter. Uh, It just, it's just a link to the the Facebook poll. So you can check that out. Uh, Also at the beginning of the year, uh, probably the week after new year's uh, we are going to start our live shows again. So you can follow us on Twitch and mixer at, uh, boss rush games live that's twitch.tv slash boss rush games live and mixer.com slash boss rush games live uh, also a few announcements uh, standard definition and 1v1 will be starting shortly after the new year uh, those are standard definition is going to be a new podcast about uh, things that made us who we are growing up uh, toys movies specific games and consoles uh, that sort of thing and 1v1 is our interview series that we are setting up. Uh, the first four episodes will obviously be the Boss Rush crew. Uh, we're just, you know, just going to interview each other and see, like, why do we like podcasting? Why do we like doing this? Uh, how do we start? That kind of thing. Uh, it's kind of a series that's going to promote uh, 
other content creators that are doing cool stuff on the internet, uh, whether they're popular or just getting started or somewhere in between. Uh, we hope that that will build community and camaraderie and uh, hopefully collaborate with, with more people down the road. Uh, I've reached out to a few people already, and uh, we're, we're starting to schedule those interviews and, and content. So they will also appear on random episodes of Boss Rush Podcast and Nintendo Power Block and Standard Definition. So look out for those. Uh, it's very exciting. Yes. <coughs> Excuse me. I'm fighting this sickness dude i've been sick all week so uh this is what it's because usually we record on tuesdays uh but this week we're recording on friday and uh it's because i've been pushing it off because i've been sick we were going to record last night but uh i was so sick that i just i was waiting I, i was waiting for ed's response and then i was laying in bed just like sweating to death because i was so sick and i fell asleep around 9 30 and then ed responded at 9 40 <laughs> I, I was like, at work everybody I, I i couldn't respond to nothing and then and then i woke up at like 2 30 i was like sorry ed i fell asleep <laughs> and so uh we are recording tonight we're gonna try to get some more stuff done tonight uh also we're trying to figure out the best way to to accomplish our youtube content uh you know, it's 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 kind of a struggle because of the way YouTube has been changing their uh, uh, how they treat their creators in a way, and uh, we just want to optimize what we're best at. And I think I think the live shows and live streams and podcasts are going to be our you know base moving forward. But we mm-hmm. also want to do a, a few things on YouTube. Uh, because it's still it's still a decent platform to get exposure and everything. So uh, yes, yeah. And then uh, I know at least a few of you have at, have DM'd me about on Twitter about our Patreon. Uh, we want to make sure our content is right, and we want to make sure our content is out there. And uh, we will have a a a rundown for you sometime after the beginning of the year i want to have one last group meeting before we uh move into that realm uh, and decide when to launch it so uh, be patient i i i'm not i'm actually surprised that people are so up on it uh but you know i i i want to make sure everybody you know who is willing to support us financially uh, gets what they pay for. Right. And, and I want to make sure everything is, is perfect and ready to go before, you know, I don't want to over promise anything. I don't want to under promise anything. So I just, I want to make sure it's all right. And everybody agrees to the list of everything and, and we'll go from there. So uh, yes. that's an update. And remember you can find all of our content on bossrushgames.com and subscribe to all of our shows at bossrushgames.com slash subscribe. So Ed, Let's get into Game of the Year 2019 for Nintendo Power Block. <sighs> this is yes. this is our Nintendo Game of the Year. Uh, we will have Boss Rush Games Game of the Year discussion and 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 let everybody know what the Game of the Year is on the next episode. But this here, Nintendo Power Block Game of the Year 2019. We're gonna start with some honorable mentions. Ed, I have I have a few. 
Uh, I'm going to run down my honorable mentions real quick. And if any of these are on your list, we can kind of have a, a better discussion about it. Uh, so, okay. um, are we doing five honorable mentions or just? I mean, I don't want to do like 30 of them, but it it can be somewhere between five and like 10 ish. Uh, just pick a few. And if I name one, maybe you pick a different one because I know your honorable mention list is quite long. So, uh, the first game on my list, I actually played this game a little bit because it came to Game Pass uh, a couple weeks ago. And it is on Switch. Uh, my friend Pedro, uh, it's uh, mm-hmm. it's an interesting kind of acrobatic side-scrolling shooter. Uh, it's 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 it feels like who I'm sorry I don't know the developer's name, but whoever made this game wanted to make a Deadpool game <laughs> and didn't get the license from Marvel because it probably costs a lot of money. Yes, and so they made their own game, and it's about a. Uh, uh, a, a, a guy who hallucinates about a talking banana and the talking banana tells him what to do and he goes and murders a bunch of people. But the mechanics are really cool because you can slow down time and do really cool acrobatic stunts. And like kind of the main mechanic in the game is slowing down time, pressing the left trigger to aim at one guy and use the right stick to aim at the other guy. And I think you would actually really like this game. Uh, yeah, I've seen it. Uh, I just haven't picked it up or anything. I played about an hour of it. It's really cool. I like the art style. I like the 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 way like the levels are built and everything. So it's mm. it's a cool game. Uh, it's kind of uh, I I if I played more of it, I don't know if it would have made my top ten, but it's definitely uh, it's definitely something you should look at if you own a Switch. So. Um, my next, my next honorable mention is Wolfenstein Youngblood. Uh, not because the game is fantastic or anything, but I think anything that Panic Button touches uh, is immaculate and, and really well done. Uh, yes. You know, we got that... I, I know a lot of people don't think the Doom or Wolfenstein ports are good, and that's fair. But the fact that they got them running on Switch is something that I don't think should be ignored. And I actually played through Doom 2016 on Switch when it came to Switch, right? And and yeah. I did not have any issues with it. I thought it ran just... And, and this is coming from somebody who isn't, you know, up on the PC version or, you know, really cares about frame rate as long as it's a constant frame rate right like i thought it ran well i thought it played well and i thought it looked pretty good and handheld and uh, a little muddy on tv obviously but you know it's running at 900p and if you're trying to play that on a 1080p or 4k tv and the textures aren't as detailed as the xbox version well you you got to trade off somewhere but wolfenstein youngblood i think is is really well done uh one game on here, I, it didn't really come out this year on... It came out this year on console, but it came out a while ago on PC, is Hob Definitive Edition. Uh, yeah, I have that. I have that as one of my honorable missions. Yeah, Panic Button did that port, and it's kind of like a top-down, almost Zelda-like adventure. 
Uh, I don't think the puzzles are nearly as as creative or anything, but I really mm-hmm. like the I really like the art direction. I really like the character designs. Uh, I think it's a really interesting game, and Panic Button also ported that game. So um, shout out to Panic Button because they do some in- really interesting work. I know they're doing. Yeah. I know they're doing the Doom Eternal port, and uh, they're also doing another pretty major port of something to Switch. So uh, just wanted to give that a shout out. Uh, one game I've been playing recently, Ed, which you might be interested in, I think. Uh, I'm only about an hour into it, but it's got a really interesting art style and a really cool uh, premise is Fell Seal the Arbiter's Mark. Uh, I know it came out on PlayStation 4 in like March, but it came out on Switch in August. It's basically a love letter to Final Fantasy Tactics. Uh, I've never heard of it. Yeah, it's uh, it's got a really cool art style. There's so many different characters you can have in your party. I think there's something like almost a hundred characters you could have in your party. Oh, uh, so so we could in. Yeah, <laughs> but, but yeah. Any <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> uh, but it feels a lot like Final Fantasy Tactics. Uh, like I said, I'm only about an hour in. I heard about it on uh, Sacred Symbols podcast. So. It's uh, it's really interesting. I really, really am enjoying it. I want to play more of it. So uh, yeah, yeah. Send me the name again. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, I'll, I'll send check it out. I'll send it to you. It's only it's it's thirty bucks. Uh, but it's a really long game. I doubt I'll finish it. They if you want to like do a lot of the quests and everything, it's mm-hmm. about a hundred hours. Uh, so oh okay. But it's it's definitely really interesting. Uh, staying on that kind of strategy grid-based uh combat war groove uh the love letter to advance wars uh definitely really interesting art style really cool uh it's pretty difficult to be honest with you uh, i kind of fell off of it because it got kind of difficult and a little i don't know if complicated is the right word but it it got kind of overwhelming really fast uh but you know, at the end of the day, it was a really well-designed game, and I really—I know they made some updates to it since I played it last to make it easier. And you know, just uh, just a really neat game, uh, cross-play. Uh, you can make and share maps, that kind of thing. So, and on PC, somebody has made an Advance Wars out of it. So, oh, uh, also last. Uh, <coughs> Last shout out, not really honorable mentions because these are kind of old games, but the fact that Cuphead and Ori made their way over to Switch this year was uh, yes. definitely something that should be honorably mentioned, as one would say. So And and didn't realize that, well, Ori I know was older, but I didn't know that Cuphead was like uh, 2018, like was an older game. It's, it's like, 2017. See, I thought Cuphead was 2018 because Mm-mm. of all the delays. Mm-mm. 2017, uh, fall 2017, and then uh, it'll be two and a half years when the the DLC comes out. So, hmm. uh, okay. And they wanted yeah, to wait I... to put it on disc for or on cartridge for Switch, so mm-hmm. they could put the DLC on the cartridge with the rest of the game, and that way there would not have to be any updates or anything. So, okay. Uh, good on them I know, for doing that. By yeah, because I. Because I know I got Ori when I got uh, Rise of the Tomb Raider in my Xbox One. Because mm-hmm. uh, it was part of the collection. Um, 
and I, and I thought that it was 2018 for Cuphead because of all the delays that it missed 17, um, and it came out in 18, like early 18. So that's why I was just like, oh, Cuphead is older than that two two years. I'm like, wow, didn't even realize it. Yeah, uh, like I said, there's there's a lot more to talk about, but uh, Ed, what are your some of your honorable mentions? Because I'm about 99.9% sure I missed a ton that you're about <laughs> to mention. So, <laughs> well, I have between like my top 10, I have 11 to six, six to 26. So, but I will read them all. Uh, so, uh, I'm going to actually start with my number 11, which is Katana zero. Um, this one is by, the, uh, published by Devolver digital. Um, really like the slowdown mechanics and, you know, of course you're gonna die at times, but you gotta learn how everything goes. Then when you end the level, it shows you how everything's supposed to go and how everything looks in real time. Really fun game, um, not a long one, but I really really enjoyed it. And once again, I love the the title of Katana Zero. I love that title, but I love the look of how the game looks like the main page, the title screen. Like I, I would buy uh, a poster or like if they ever do a physical copy, I would love for that to be the physical. Um, and just that be like in full, like just the full case. Cause it really is beautiful. I really do love it. Um, next is box boy and box girl. Um, this one is by Nintendo. Uh, thoroughly enjoyed this. I got to play some more of it um, because during the time, uh, as much as I was playing it, other games was coming and I was still playing Hook, and which is another game I need to return to and finish. Uh, but like, was really enjoying it. Just think it's super cute. Um, very clean. Enjoying the puzzles. Just really loving it. And it gets... It boggles my mind on, okay, how do I get this little special crown thing? Uh, what do I have to do to get it? It makes me think, and it makes me revisit levels and replay the parts of it. But really, really enjoyed it uh, for what it is. Um, 13, Blazing Chrome. Uh, this is the Contra game that comes from Brazil. Um, it's like only four levels, but it's really difficult, really challenging. It has a Sega Genesis vibe and quality to it, but I really, really I love this game. Really having fun with it. Um, it's kicking my tail uh, because it's one of the games that I can't play with the analog stick, but I and it feels like I, I want to try the Pro Controller, but I feel better doing the four button directions on the left Joy-Con to get better handling of the of the game of, of my character and stuff. So it's something I still gotta learn. It's it's one of the games that you sit down and you learn inside out and you make progress by learning. Um like it it's not a souls game kind of learn it's just like you got to pinpoint where things are going to be at so it's more memorization of it uh 14 super mario maker 2 um really enjoy love making levels and playing other people levels you can hear um me and Corey talk about it you know i he sent me some levels that i i stuck with i got through i made comments (laughs) 
<laughs> I wasn't frustrated a, a, a set, but I I did have fun with this level. Said mine was like a clean palette, like getting through Corey's kind of challenging level, then playing mine and be like, oh, that feels so refreshing. Another <laughs> level to get through. Um, so I can't wait to return to it because I do want to do the Zelda DLC. I want to make a Zelda level and everything, and I kind of want to just get back into making levels for that game. But really did enjoy it. Plus, I got a lunchbox free from Target um, for it. So like, I literally was up there at eight o'clock uh, when the store opened to get it. So. Uh, it's uh, it's not and I and I think I posted pictures of it. If not, I'll post them again in the Boss Brush Podcast uh, Facebook community page, which you guys should like and join us there. Um, that's where you could do also the voting for the games. That's right. Do, do yes. Do the voting. We, we need yes. your we need your help. So yes. Uh, um. Uh, last but not least, uh, Gato Roboto. Um. This is a Metroid style game. Oh, that's um, the it's black in the and style white one with the cat, right? Yes. Um, it's in the look of Minute, and I think it comes from the developers of Minute because it has that same style. Um, it's a fun little Metroid style three to four hour game, but it's very challenging. <laughs> I, I will say that it's very challenging, but I, I thoroughly did enjoy it. Very quirky story um, while you're playing the cat in the mech suit. Um, but like, I really did have fun with that game. Um, so those are my five honorable mentions. Um, like I said, I have more and I'll probably post those games on the uh, community page. Um, cause I, I think what I have, what I wrote down, um, I think a lot of people will be like, wow, you played a lot and <laughs> really enjoyed a lot. And like, yeah, uh, I was up to like, 30 games it could have went down to more but yeah i think you said you had like 21 honorable mentions at first and i'm like mm, yeah let's cut that down a minute <laughs> a couple <laughs> of pegs yeah so those are my five and like i said i'll post the rest of it online on the facebook group yeah so uh all right well i guess we'll just ping pong back and forth uh, I'm going to start with number 10 and then we'll end with, with number one. Uh, yes. So my number 10 is actually quite surprising for Switch. Uh, Mortal Kombat 11 is my number mm-hmm. 10. Uh, I w- thoroughly enjoyed my time with that game on Switch. Uh, the I uh, Look, it's another great third-party port. Uh, and, and, you know, is it the best place to play the game? competitively no probably not uh was the were the uh the shoot what was it called the the crypt the best looking space definitely not uh missing textures missing you know like basic things like i don't know skyline clouds anything it's just a gray gradient in there (laughs) (laughs) but uh overall like getting that game to run at 60 frames a second at 720p with with you know little to no uh different like uh like well i mean noticeable difference in character models compared to the xbox version obviously but like i mean it 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 looked 
pretty good, I would say, for for a game of that caliber running on on the Switch. Uh, I thought the the characters looked great. I I loved the fighting; like it mechanically felt great. So, I mean, Mortal Kombat 11 is a great game on the Switch. Uh, if you can't play it anywhere else, it's not a bad place to play it at all. So I can think of much worse ports. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but Mortal Kombat 11 is my number ten on the Switch. Uh, what's What's your ten, Ed? So my number ten is Ultimate Alliance three, uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance three. It's my number um, eight. Let's have a discussion. <laughs> yes, um, really love this game. Kind of like great, kind of like an RPG aesthetic to it. Um, like going back through levels and grinding and everything. Uh, one of the problems that I have with it, it was just like you just dropped like Mario Maker. Now you drop in uh, this game. No, Dude, that you, was that was like where they dropped like five huge games in two months. <laughs> yes, it, it was just like, like you, it was like what was it? it? Was this and then Mario Maker, then Fire Emblem, then. Astral Chain, Astral Chain, then Damon X Machina, like all in a row, and then right. like, and then I Link's, mean, that's just, then Links, and then right. Links Awakening. Links, so six big did, games in less than three months. Like it did. It then you had on top of uh, on top of that, just even with other consoles, you had Gears Five, you had Borderlands Three, um, you had Dragon Quest Eleven. You had to get ready for Luigi's Mansion. You got like there was a lot dropping within that time frame yes um, yes there like was. even yeah like like me and jesse we jumped the two remnant from the ashes i was a little bit late but like that was in august when astro chain was about to come out and it was just like how how do i play all of these like you're jumping through seven to eight games per day right you know yeah it but, it was it was it was a little uh, crazy there for a while. It was hard to keep up. I'm not gonna lie to you. Uh, just uh, man, there were there were a lot of great games there. And and look, I wasn't even planning on getting Marvel Ultimate Alliance, right? Like I was planning on uh-huh. saving. Like it was uh, during that time when Nintendo was providing those vouchers for a hundred dollars, right? You get two games for a hundred bucks or whatever. Uh, and I had. I think I got Mario Maker with one, and I was gonna save it for either Dragon Quest Eleven or you know Astral Chain or something down the line, right? And everybody just kept talking about how good Marvel Ultimate Alliance was, like how surprised they were. I'm like, mm-hmm. well, I got this voucher. Do I use it? So I used it, and I played a lot of it right like i was yes. pleasantly surprised i think the only reason why i put it down is because fire emblem came out and yeah you know i i haven't gone back to it but like the x-men dlc just came out and i'm really thinking about going back to it uh yes. well well definitely for me it was just like the way that we watched the game awards last year and seeing okay switch marvel wait switch and marvel nintendo and marvel Okay, what is this? Okay, I like this action. In the moment you said, "Is this Ultimate Alliance?" I'm like, "They can't be." And then it said Ultimate Alliance three, and I'm like, "Wait, what?" And it was, and don't forget, we're not getting the Square Enix Marvel game. I know. You know, so this makes up for it, and it was just like, 
Uh, yeah, like this thing so switches and it wrecked kind of so well, you know, and people really enjoyed it. You know, there's pictures of it. Uh, people showing that they bought the game. I, I think I got a picture showing that I bought the game and everything. Like, I thoroughly enjoyed this and I got to go back and like finish it. But it's just like, it's one of those games that you get a new character and you want to get them power up so you can like really explore with them. Yeah. And everything. Yeah. So, and and yeah. it's it's really fun trying to find like characters that work well together. Like yes. you know, finding teams that kinda work well. Like there were characters that I never thought I would use that I used a lot and then characters that I wanted to use that were just like not very good, you know, like I wanted to use Captain America, right? And Yes. I didn't really care for how Captain America worked, but like then you unlock like storm and like i mean i knew storm was gonna be awesome but then there's another character cat right where i was like who is this i don't even know who this character is right and and you get her in there and she's like a ranged character that can fly and heal i'm like oh well she's actually pretty good on my team right so i started using her and then you know you you unlock all the spider-man characters and you're like well I don't know if I really care for these characters, but oh, the Hulk is pretty powerful, so I'm going to use the Hulk. So I ended up using like, like for a lot of the time, I was using like Wolverine, Hulk, Cat, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, like Scarlet Witch, right? Because like I, I liked having two characters that could hover and use ranged attacks and heal, right? Yes. And so, and then Hulk is just powerful; like you just can't stop him. So. Uh, that was like my team a lot. And I'm like, the only character I really care about on this team is Wolverine, but all these other characters <laughs> are awesome. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, Marvel ultimate Alliance was a nice surprise for me and I really enjoyed my time with it. Uh, so yes. Uh, but yeah, that was my number eight. So, uh, I guess I'll go to my number nine. Uh, unless you have anything else to say about Marvel. Oh, oh no, I, I am definitely going to end it's going to probably be part of the my uh, BRG challenge um, because I am going to go back and I am going to finish it. Uh, like I said, it's just a whole bunch of other games came and played it. And it, it is great that Nintendo, Tecmo, and Marvel came together to make this game. Oh, and yeah. that Marvel was so open to be like, yeah, do whatever, whatever y'all want. Like, yeah. yeah you I'm, know. I'm quite surprised. I, I really enjoyed I I I was just pleasantly surprised. It's it's nice to have a nice surprise when you're kind yes. of like, because like it kind of had that art style of the mobile fighting game, right? And some people were like, oh man, is this going to be just like another bad kind of tie-in because the movie's coming out or whatever, you know, like, because it kind of revolved around Thanos and the Black Order and, and mm-hmm. you know, Endgame was coming out and everything, like. I think a lot of people just thought that you were going to get a crappy Marvel game because the movie was coming out, right? And it turned out not to be the case. So, um. yeah. And before we go to the next one, I just want to say that it always feels good when Tecmo Kobe works with Nintendo making yeah. games. There's something about there's a polish, and that quality is better than them just making something. Tecmo Kobe just making something on their own. So, just wanted to say that. Yeah. Uh, but go ahead, go. Uh, okay, my number nine is NBA 2K uh, 20. It's it it's not something I really talk about a lot because 
I mean, people don't listen to Nintendo podcasts. So listen about basketball, right? Like it's just, it's one of those comfort games that, you know, you play mm -hmm. when you're watching TV or whatever. And I think, I think 2k has done a great job of porting this game to switch and making it feel like the experience you get on the other consoles, you know, like I, I think the character or the player models look great. I think everything just runs great crowd doesn't look great, but I'm not playing the game to watch some polygonal guy throw popcorn at the ref or whatever. Right. Like I'm just, I'm here to play basketball. It does the basketball very well. It does everything like the franchise modes and uh, some of the other stuff. It does it really well. Uh, this is actually where a lack of features kind of benefits the game because it, it doesn't really do a lot of the online stuff that mm -hmm. the other game, like the, the PS4 and Xbox one versions do like the, the microtransactions or whatever, like it has that in it, but it's like really rough. So like whatever, <laughs> I wouldn't recommend it, but you know, it, it does the <laughs> basketball stuff well and it, it, it plays well. And I, I love it. I think it's a, I think sports games are secretly the best on switch, right? Like, and I yes. heard I heard on a couple podcasts I was listening to today because it will be the show. We talked about it last week, right? Where it will be the show is coming to Switch and, and Xbox One uh, as early as 2021. And a lot of people think it's going to sell the best on Switch because baseball is it, like that. That game is just great. And a lot of, like it was still it was when they were releasing it on Vita and PSP, it was one of the best-selling games on those platforms. And people just like... I think people want sports games on on a mobile device, right? Like, that's why Madden yeah. on, on phones is so popular, right? And, I and, and you know, even though we got a crappy version of FIFA this year, right? Like, that game still sold very well on Switch, you know? And, and when, when you came and I got FIFA on Switch, like it looked great. It ran great. It, it was fun. Yeah. Like it was awesome. So, uh, you know, I, I think sports games are, are missing on switch and that's sad, but I think 2k has done a great job of getting the NBA fans what they wanted on this console. So, yeah, I think the MLB was smart to allow Sony to be like, you know what, put this on the other platforms. Um, of course, money and stuff. <laughs> But I think more people are going to be bringing their switches if they're taking the car or the bus well, to even if actual, actual baseball show. Yeah, like if you even you know, if you're at a baseball game, like you take your switch in between innings and you're just sitting there playing like your season while you're watching a game. Like that sounds. I mean, you know, I know a lot of people won't do that, but that sounds fun. Like I think that would be yeah. fun to go to a baseball game and take MLB the show to a game. You know, so yeah. Uh, but yeah, NBA 2K20, it's great. So yeah, what's your number so, nine, Ed? So my number nine is Wargroove, um, and I picked Wargroove because I laughed so much at the cutscenes. Like the writing is good in this game. It's so it's super funny. Um, enjoyed the combat. Um, kind of loved the animation. Yeah, it gets a little bit difficult, but you know sometimes. You know, if you stick with it, if you think about it, think it through, um, you can make it through. Um, so, Rogue Groove is, I can't, can't say much more for it. I think it's time for Nintendo to do Events Wars. 
And I literally have a feeling that may be the surprise game for the next Nintendo Direct. I I think Nintendo watched to see how World Group was doing. I think I believe it did uh, satisfactory to the developers because a lot of people did pick it up. And I think they'll be like, you know what? We need another filler game for uh, for 2020. And I think I think Advance Wars would be a perfect choice. Um, even if even if they'd want to do uh, a Game Boy Advance collection and put it on Switch, forty fifty dollars. Uh, you could just do it digitally eShop. People will go crazy about this and buy it. Like I, I could just see headlines and people be like, I remember playing this game back in the day, and now that it's available, I can't wait to play this with friends or in a car and stuff like that. So, um, World Groove is number nine for me. Uh, dude, I. And not to derail the conversation, but mm. I mean, this sounds like a conversation we're going to have at some point anyway, but I don't, I, mean, I don't want to have it here, but there's two things that people are talking about. And that's obviously intelligent systems doing an advance, a new advance wars game. Mm-hmm. But the other thing is that the Xenoblade team is it's, it's a light rumor. I mean, take it with a grain of salt and it's, it's like one of those Reddit rumors you see, but the Xenoblade team doing Golden Sun. Hmm. All right. My number eight is Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3 that we talked about already. Uh, Ed, what's your number eight? <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay. So you mentioned Golden Sun. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> I don't think Golden Sun is owned by Nintendo, though. So that's why. I would find it weird, but I'm for it if it happens. But number eight, <laughs> Sarah Nara Wild Hearts. Um, beautiful music. I really love the intro. Like the intro is so relaxing and so vibe. I I I put online that music this year had a great vibe to it. There was something relaxing, and I I still stand by this, even though this is a Nintendo game. Uh, Devil May Cry 5's shop menu definitely give that 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 a listen. Just listen to it; like it's so good. But like Sarnar Wild Hearts, I like the fact on how quirky it is. Has a great pop soundtrack to it. Like really uh, has some really really good grooves. Um, really easy to get into and play. Not too long of a game, but um, I thoroughly enjoyed it. It became one of my one of my most anticipated games from 2018 uh, because once again, seeing it at the Game Awards, I'm like, what is this? I love it. I need this. Like, And hearing the music, like, you could just see me not solve it or anything, but I was just literally in love with it. And I'm like, I must have this. And if nobody else doesn't want to support it, I will support it. Like, I I enjoy uh, Saranaa Wild Hearts. So yeah, definitely, and I definitely didn't... one of those games. A lot of people were talking about. Uh, where did they show that first? They showed that uh, the Game Awards. Yeah, last year, right? Like that yeah. was one of the big things from last year. Yeah, uh, and I know a lot of people were talking about it. And then I know it was one of the big things for Apple Arcade that they were pushing yes. uh, because Iron Our Wild Hearts was a launch title for that. So yeah, I agree. Like I, I thought that game has it has a really cool art style. Like the soundtrack is is. 
pretty good. Uh, so, yeah, I it's yes. one of those games I would like to play eventually. I just, you know, just oh. haven't gotten around to it. And, and, and even though this is not on the list because it's not a 2019, please, everybody, if you got Chess Shapes and Beats, play the Shovel Knight DLC. Right now, so. Pick it up on sale. Play the just the uh, shovel and <laughs> shovel and knight or so, uh, shovel something. Like the shovel knight and that music in that game is it, the shovel knight's music fun. in general is it's, just it's, it's fantastic. It's like like straight perfection. Here in just chasing beast, I was just like, I need a soundtrack of this like physical, like it's bunkers good. Yeah, uh, yeah. Shovel knight's music is just amazing, and just shapes and beats like. I saw it at PAX, and that, dude, it was just, that whole booth was just awesome. So, uh, all right, my number seven, the surprise game of the year for me. Uh, just uh, something, one of those games you just buy on a whim because it's $2 on the eShop. <laughs> you guys knew it was coming. Hook Yes. Is my number seven. <laughs> just a peaceful little puzzle game. Ah. <sighs> It's a dollar nine on the eShop right now. I it's just blame you. I know, dude. I, I got so many game. people hooked on that game. I I got that game and I literally played five hours straight on a Sunday after buying it. Dude, it's so good. It's so good. Yes. Uh, it's basically lockpick the game, but you just you just got to get the hooks out of the slots, and you know if if you mess up, you reset, and you got to keep you got to do it again. It's really fun. It's really peaceful. There's not really a. It's it's a really simple art style, but it works. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just a fun little game. Uh, there is a quick look of it up on our on our YouTube page from when it was the Nintendo Power Block YouTube page. If you want to see what it's about, uh, I think it's about 15 minutes of hook. So please check it out. It's a fun game. It's it's really cheap. It's two dollars, so uh, it's just a fun puzzle game. I'm glad I got it, and uh, it had to make it had to make our list. So, uh, yes. Hook is my number the, seven. The, the crazy thing about it is, is that when you hear the like, when you actually got that hook loose, uh, loose, and it went all the way through and it disappeared, it makes me happy like a little kid. It's just like yes, <laughs> or like when you get to like the end of one, and and you're like you have like two or three steps left. Like when you were like really far into the game and you realize that you forgot to do something and it just, you just see the hook go and move back. And then it resets the whole puzzle and your whole just like, (laughs) Oh, it's the worst feeling. But then when you solve one of those big ones, those really hard ones, especially when they start like having, you know, like the different circuits where you had to like, match the shape of the button to the shape of the other button and you have to like yes. figure out every... oh, it's so good uh so hook is my number seven yes uh, Ed, like i said what yes. is your number seven so you're going to probably be surprised by this oh, one boy. uh fire emblem three houses uh wow i'm surprised it's on your list at all Yes, um, I, I, I am. I, I do. Like I said, I enjoy Fire Emblem Three Houses. Like I sucks. I have spoilers. To make three. I started a new game. Yes. <laughs> well, we expected you to start a new game. That, that was expected. Um, 
I really I got Blue House, and I really love this game. I I once again other stuff came in and took the time away from me. Yeah, but I, it's games that you loved, right? Like Astral Chain mm-hmm. and Damon X Machina took you away from Fire Emblem, whereas you know I Zelda took me away from Fire Emblem. So yeah. And this and it's not not to say that Fire Emblem is a, like I think Fire Emblem I think it got the it was one of the highest rated games of 2018. Like there was a lot of 9.0s and 9.5s. Even people on Metacritic was trying to take the score down and that controversy and stuff. But it it really is a phenomenal game. It it probably is my second best uh, because I didn't do all of Fates. Or anything uh, which I really need to get into, get back to. Um, but I really love the characters. I love the music. The combat makes me really think. So sometimes, like even if I lose that whole fight, I go back and I figure out what I should do better mm-hmm. and, and everything, and I'll make it through that second, second or third time. But it's just like being in this game. Like I truly love it and everything and i'm still kind of far into the intro like i said other things at the time but it's a it's one of the games that literally sold out everywhere mm-hmm. physically and i it you had to wait almost a week and a half to see which stores have it and even that second sale sold out like yeah. it, it was bonkers on what how, how this game so so well. That's why I pre-ordered so, it. <laughs> I pre-ordered it too, and look what happened. Yeah. Oh. So, uh, yeah, Fire Emblem Three Houses is my number seven. Um, terrific game. I know it might it should it's probably won't be higher on a lot of other people's page. Um, but like, it really is a phenomenal game. It's really a fantastic game, and I. I'm surprised it's not getting a lot of Game of the Year awards since it really was maybe the one of the highest rated games of 2019, mm-hmm. and it sold very well. So, yeah, yeah it's uh, it's definitely uh, you know, one of the it's it's a special game. You know, uh, mm-hmm. I'll talk about it a little bit later, but uh, I'm just gonna move on to my number six because I know we kind of talked about a little bit already but super mario maker 2 is my number six uh as someone who didn't get into mario maker one hardly at all uh mario maker 2 uh according to my nintendo stats this year was my second or my third highest played game this year (laughs) (laughs) which is you know something uh i i built a ton of levels i played a lot of people's levels like it was it was really fun to go in and just mess around, you know. And I I think I think this game was kind of divisive a little bit. Not that it wasn't a quality game for everybody, but yes. like people really missed that second screen of the Wii U. Mm-hmm. Whereas someone who like people who didn't play the Wii U version really enjoyed this game a lot more than people that played the Wii U version, right? Like I yes I have a. a pressure sensitive stylus to build levels with right like i went out and got one uh i thought the interface was really intuitive i really like playing it in handheld mode uh actually playing it in tv mode actually hindered my experience because the the uh touch screen controls work so well and uh the pro controller has quite a bit of input lag uh 
So I don't know if they fixed that in an update or or anything, uh, but you know, just I I tried to play because like I was like because you know some people were making really hard levels and I was playing them and I was like I wonder if I'll have better chances with like a D pad or like a proper controller right and I put it in I was like wow this input lag is extremely noticeable I'm going back to handheld mode uh, so. Yeah, it's uh it's a really cool game. I'm glad they added that Zelda DLC to it and I I actually uh yesterday uh, I was playing around with a lot of games and I updated a lot of the games that I haven't updated in a while and that was one of them because I want to go back and check it out. So um, Mario Maker 2, if you're looking for a gift to give someone, <laughs> this is a this is a good one. So uh, what's your number 6, Ed? Uh, number number uh, number six is <coughs> Luigi's Mansion Three. Uh, great, fantastic game, really funny. <laughs> Told driving the bus, still don't know how, still laugh about it. And like I, once again, like you see the stairs even some means, and people just putting pictures of Toad driving the bus. Dude, he drives like a maniac. I'm sorry. But like even before you see, like even when it like zooms out and you see him like swerving all over the road, yeah. Who lets him drive? Who gave that? Who gave that man a driver's license? I don't know, but I howled in laughter. I had to pause the game for a good five minutes and crack up. I I went on Twitter. Uh, one of my uh, Twitter friends, Chad Caselmo. Um, he used to be a writer at uh. Destructoid, um, I had to hit him up and like tell him I'm like, why is Toad driving the bus? And this is probably one of the funniest things of 2019 that I ever seen. And he said, I know. And everybody just like, don't show that pictures uh, a Toad driving. Uh, but the amount of detail in Luigi's Mansion, like when you're when you get into the hotel and you start it and you see the eyes follow you. Mm-hmm. And it was just like wow. Um, it is kind of it gets a little bit challenging later on in the game. The controls really get you. You got to get used to. They're not fantastic in in a sense because I don't I don't know the GameCube version and the 3DS version. The controls work fine. They were really well done. And I don't know why in this in this one it it's not like uh it's not hitting it. It takes a while to learn, um, but overall, like I really am enjoying it. It's still funny. I like the bosses. I like, you know, figuring out where the ghost is at and making my way around um, the ho- the hotel in it. So yeah, Luigi's Mansion Three definitely it, it's only, it's probably the only Nintendo game I don't have physically um, because I bought it digitally and I just did an update for it. So I got to find out what new stuff came to it. Um, but overall, yeah, Luigi's Mansion 3 is my number six. It's, I, I, that's going to be the, after I finish some of these, uh, after we finish our game of the year stuff, because uh, mm. I really, I tomorrow at some point I'll probably play a little bit of Control. I want to finish Control. Uh, but after I finish Control, Luigi's Mansion, I think, uh, as I s- progress through my backlog, that's going to be the first one I uh go to 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 sit down and really just spend time with because like i really feel like luigi's mansion 3 would have been on my list if i wasn't invested in so many other games at once uh because 
The thing that I don't really care about in Luigi's Mansion is the controls. Like, are the controls. And, you know, I, I want to try the alternate control uh, uh, system. And then I just, I want to play with, like, a, I want to sit and play on my TV, right? And, and uh, I really feel like Luigi's Mansion 3 would have been on my list if I would have just given it time and actually sat with the controls and, you know, gave it a shot. You know, like I, like I said, I only played for about an hour. Uh, and it wasn't in the ideal situation. I was laying in bed. I was tired. Uh, and the controls just were kind of funky because that's just how the game is. Right. And Nintendo wants you to, for better or for worse, Nintendo wants you to play their games the way they designed them. Right. And Luigi's Mansion, I feel is the epitome of one of those games. And I just need to sit down and play it that way. So, yes. Uh, should I move on to my number five? Yes. Okay. Uh, one of my favorite series, uh, spawning from the 3DS into this sequel, uh, Box Boy plus Box Girl, is ah. just a charming little puzzle game. I, it's, it's just, it, and there's nothing really to say about it. It's just more Box Boy if you know what that is. If not, you're just a, you're a little box and you create boxes to solve puzzles to get to the end of a level, right? That's it's mm-hmm. that simple. Uh, but it takes that simplicity and makes it super complex at points to the point where you're like really knocking your head against the wall. And like, I was playing this one level last night before I went to bed and partially <laughs> falling asleep while I was playing it. Uh, <laughs> but like, you know, I, I was like, I want to get three stars on the stage, right? And how do you do that? You have to use the least amount of blocks possible and collect all the crowns. Well, I slept on it. And then when I got home today, I figured like, I just like instantly just did it right. Like it's one of those games where you, you, you can just, oh, I love that game. It's so charming. The art style is fun. The sound effects are very like, new age retro i would say kind of like a it really has like a updated super nintendo sound to it uh yes. the music is fun it's it's just a fun game uh it's 15 dollars. it might even be on sale on the eShop this week for christmas so uh if you haven't checked it out just look up a let's play for it it's just really fun i'm i might actually record some of the like some of these games that people don't really know about, I might update the hook, uh, quick look. I might do a box boy, uh, one and some of these other games. I just cannot say box boy and box girl is maybe one of the games that everybody like, it feels like it's a game you just need to buy day one that air. Like it, like it deserves to be on the Nintendo switch. Yeah. Well, I mean, it it is a Nintendo published game, you know, it's, uh, from the, creators of kirby so it's uh it's i mean it has that same kind of whimsical style that kirby has right so um yeah i mean i i recommend it to everybody who especially if you're into side scrollers and puzzlers like it's just it's just it's just a charming game so it kind of it kind of like when I'm playing it, not that it's the same type of game but it gave it gives me that same feeling as when I was playing snipper clips right like yes. it just makes you smile it makes you laugh when you mess up and it just it's just uh, so good ed what's your number 5 so my number 5 no and i had to actually 
think about this because I had to take some stuff down, put some stuff up, move it around. And I, without a shadow of a doubt, and if it hurts me, it pains me, but because the other stuff that I put on my list means a little bit more to this game, but Link's Awakening. I had to put that as number five. And Link's Awakening is my number four. So yeah. <laughs> it's such a beautiful, wonderful game. Yeah. Like it's, it's very Oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. I was just gonna say it's just you know, it's it's just it just screams you know, and, and yeah, some of the mechanics are dated. Yeah, some of the 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 dialogue and, and some of the levels are kind of stuck in the 90s or whatever but it's just it just the art style and yes and like the movements and just like it just everything about it reminds me of why people love nintendo you know like yes it's just charming and the music is amazing and the characters are fun and the interactions you have throughout the world are fun and you know, I know a lot of people were complaining about frame rates and whatever. Didn't hinder my experience because same here. Not, I'm not Did gonna it? lie, I didn't really like. Okay, when I walked into the town, like it slowed down a little bit, but like they took they took this grid based level design from the original and turned it into an open world, right? Like yes, and and yeah, it had to overcompensate in some places and. Who cares, right? It's just, it's loading the area. Sorry, Ooh. you know, like it, it, I look. Trust I me, there's there's been big AAA games that's low, worser than Link's Awakening that has a terrible frame rate, even after five patches. So, the what they did with Link's Awakening doesn't compare to some of the other big name projects on other consoles and other developers. Yeah, so I no. mean. Link's Awakening is is definitely it's it's I mean it's it, I know it's, it's not, captivating, dude. Like yeah. it just it like it just it makes you feel like it's a new adventure if you never played this game on a regular Game Boy or Game Boy Color version. But for those who did play this game, it's just like there's a enjoyment and satisfaction and a wow factor, and it's just like this animation is. This art style is beautiful, and it just makes you talk about it. It really you just you end up appreciating it more. It's just be like, I, oh yeah, go ahead. Oh, sorry. I, and something that isn't even talked about enough either is just not just like the music and the soundtrack, but just the overall sound design. When like you move yes. into a new area and like the music's kind of quiet, right? And you know it it changes depending on where you are on the map, and and just you know some of the creatures like when they spot you just the little sounds it makes when they catch you or whatever it's just uh, what a game it's yes like is it the best 2d zelda game no but it it more than makes up for it with with the designs and in the, the the art and just the the charm that it oozes you know so there's a love and attention to detail with this game, and this it, it's a game that anyone, anybody could pick up and play. And yes, Untitled Goose Game did sell a hundred thousand copies, but Link's Awakening sold four million, and most of that four million was physical. So 
Yeah, I mean, but, you know, you're comparing Zelda to a relatively unknown indie game, so... Well, well, yeah, I'm, I'm just saying that Goose Game was getting a lot of praise at the time that it came out, and, like, not so much Link's Awakening, but then you look at the numbers at Link's Awakening, and you see the love that people have for this game, and kind of all different people list that, like, it, it's something that you gonna go back to them. plus the amiibo is so cute like i, I have i i have my link of me you look enough to yours too <laughs> yeah i mean it's, yeah i look i don't really i i wish i had more amiibo and i wish i had more places to put them but you know the zelda ones yeah. are ones that i'm always gonna get and those ones are just they're great wow yes. so so yeah my five was things awakening your four was uh, my four was Link's awakening. awakening so um so uh, my four is going to be Pokemon Sword and Shield. Um, truly love this game. Love capturing the Pokemon. Did some Dynamaxing. Did some battles with other with my friends on Twitter. Like really enjoyed this game. And you know, uh, I have my uh, I have my um, uh, Gro- uh, Gruko uh, to his final level. Uh, so of course I'm always grass type, uh, grass for life. Um, and I, I I still haven't beat this game. I'm literally at the fourth gym. The grind is real, dude. The capturing and the grind is real. I, I'm gonna I believe I'm gonna go in and try to beat the game by the end of the year. Um and I also got I got the collection, so I have sword and shield. Um so I'll probably be able to breeze through shield without no without no problem. But yeah, Pokemon Sword definitely a game of the year contender definitely my number four like really really love this game yeah um and i said yeah and i said i was gonna start with sword and so that's me yeah i need to i i would like to get one of those games at some point uh will i i i hope so but not 100 percent sure yet so we'll see but my number three uh would probably be higher if i was farther into it I did play a little bit this past week. Uh, <laughs> <coughs> sorry. Uh, Shovel Knight King of Cards. Mm-hmm. It's just, you know, I, I at the beginning I was like, man, I don't I don't know if I like this mechanic compared because Spectre Knight was so good, right? Like, yes. At, Spectre of Torment was just, it's it's the best campaign out of the package. I I still say that. You know, I'm I'm not done with King of Cards, but I think I can definitively say that. Just the mechanics and the the way the movement works in that game and everything. Uh, the so basically in King of Cards, which is for those who don't know, if you have Shovel Knight Treasure Trove, you get the all the campaigns and Showdown. Uh, this is a prequel story to Shovel Knight, where King Knight is not yet the king. And uh, he cons his way into becoming king. And this is the story of him conning his way to becoming king by playing cards against other characters in the game. And there's platforming levels, like traditional platforming levels, but there's also a card game that actually kind of reminds me of Triple Triad from uh, Final Fantasy IX, where yes. like, you have to get uh, cards that slide the other cards out of the way. And then, you know, whoever has cards left on the table wins. And, and uh, you know, as you when you win, you get to pick a card from the 
from the other uh, character's deck, and you just kind of keep building your cards up until uh, you know you have a powerful deck that you can just annihilate people with. I don't really care for the card stuff, but the the platforming is still top notch in the in the movement and everything. So, and that's just that's just me. It's not that the card game is bad. It's just I don't care for card games <laughs> in general. <laughs> so, uh, although I did play a lot of Triple Triad in Final Fantasy IX. So, uh, anyways, yeah, King King of Cards is is a is a nice send off for the Shovel Knight package. And uh, if you haven't played Shovel Knight, what are you doing with your life? That's all I have to say. It's fantastic uh yes you know this actually made me want to go back and finish the plague knight uh campaign which is the only campaign i haven't finished at this point so i haven't finished king cards either but you know what i mean like just the previous ones uh so yeah and actually the treasure trove is on sale right now so uh, you can actually get that pretty cheap so uh ed what's your number three um, my number three is Astro Chain. Um, truly, a game that was truly a surprise this year. I think to a lot yes. of people. I mean, I I know a lot of people were gonna play it because it's platinum, right? Uh, yeah. But I think a but, lot of people were surprised at how good this game was. Yeah, like no one knew that platinum and Nintendo was making this. Like they literally showed it at the Spring Direct of this year. And then we're just like, yep, the game will be out. They showed it in uh, at E3. Like, yep, the game will be out in August. Wait, what? Like, this game is almost done to be out. Like, we had no idea that this game was working. And it, it is a Nintendo-owned game because they paid Platinum to make it. Uh, but yeah, like the combat system, it still gets. It still takes a while to get used to. But like, once you get used to it and the dodging and the fighting and everything, it's like. This is pure platinum action, and uh, you know I love the character kind of uh, created that you could do uh, it, do in like really really like that, um, like to detect the stuff that you could find and like trying to find out what's going on before you get into the different stages uh, in the game. But like the fighting is really fun. Um, I can't wait to see what they do for Bayonetta. Um, I don't think what they did with Astro Chain, I think some of the ideas that they have had in it, they're going to do for Bayonetta um, and everything. So I can't really wait to see. Beautiful art style, great gameplay, um, consistent frame rate. Like there's no drops or anything in it. Like it's a really amazing cell shaded fun game. And I definitely love it. That intro sequence to the game, though, yeah, probably one of the Platinum's best. Like I thought the airplane sequence the intro so Bayonetta 2 was bunkers and crazy. This one is like action packed. I'm like, yep, this is pure platinum and I need more of this. <laughs> like I actually love this. Which is which is literally funny because reason why I say pure platinum, anyone who's played near Automata, um of course, you got the action that's straight platinum, but some of the shooting stuff feels like it's a treasure game. And I'm just like, wait a minute, this is not platinum's uh, motive. This is n- none of this could come from platinum because platinum doesn't do shooting games. That may definitely, if it feels like a treasure game, 
no, this is not platinum. <laughs> Someone for Square Enix <laughs> had to work this into the game. So, but yeah, I like Astro Chain. Yes, and this it's another game that got highly rated, and hopefully so will. Like a lot of people enjoyed and loved this game. Yeah, uh, I I I downloaded it. And I haven't touched it. I need to get to it. It's it's on my list, man. It's it's on the list. It's all I can say right now. It's on the list. <laughs> uh, Your support matters. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. My number two is going to surprise you. And it actually surprised me that it made my list at all. Uh, but it's a game that I have not put down since I purchased it. Ukulele in the Impossible Lair. What? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, uh, I've, I liked the first game. I didn't love it, but I liked what it was going for, right? Like his kind of throwback banjo style thing, you know, 3D kind of platformer, collectathon, mm-hmm. whatever. It was good. It wasn't great, but it wasn't good. Or it, it wasn't great, but it was good, right? Like it was a good first attempt. It was a, a banjo on a budget, you would say. Uh, and I, I played on Switch. It was it was good. I, I really liked what I played of it. Uh Let's just say the 2D style for ukulele is definitely the way they should keep going. Yes. It is it is the one of the best 2D platformers I've played this side of New Super Mario Brothers on Switch. Uh it's it it takes everything that people like about Donkey Kong Country and makes it good. <laughs> Uh, I'm sorry, Donkey Kong Country is it's it was an interesting game at the time. It's a game of its time. Uh, yeah, and uh, dude, it is so good. I've pro oh, it's so good, man. And like moving through the like the overworld is like a top down, almost like Zelda dungeon where like yes. you have to solve puzzles to get to the next level. It is so good, and the animations. Dude, I- and I like, literally am mad that I couldn't get it for Switch because uh, it was so. I'm, I'm probably am going to double dip to get it for Switch, um, because the Xbox version was sold out because I got the first one on it. I had to end up getting the game on PlayStation Four, and I wanted the Switch version. Right after Black Friday, that's when the stores decided to get all these copies, and it was just like you needed this when the Black Sales was happening. Like, yeah, dude, yeah. It, I, I don't even know how to explain how good it is. It's just that good. And, like, there's a $3 DLC pack that you can get that you can, like, change a lot of the way the game looks and feels. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like a, like, when you would play GoldenEye and you, as you progress through the game and did certain achievements or, or certain objectives, and, like, it would unlock, like, the cheat codes. Like, there's a $3 pack that you can download. It's called the the toxic tonic pack or whatever and like it literally like you can make the game black and white you can make it retro looking you can like make the game easier or harder like uh, uh, not like as in difficulty levels but just like things you could add to the game to like make it more challenging or Mm -hmm. you know make some funny things happen on the screen it's just oh this game platonic really nailed it this time you know like they just they they found their groove with this game and i hope whatever happens with ukulele next i hope it is it is more of of this right like it's just it is boy 
I am so pleasantly surprised with this game, and I was like, it was I was on the fence about getting it. So I was like, I I like I liked the first game, but like, you know, two D platformers. I've played enough of that. I'm playing Shovel Knight right now. Do I really need it? And then it it was on sale. Uh, I think it was like twenty bucks, and I, I I was like, I got I just I'm just gonna do it. I'm just gonna play it. And I played that first level, and I couldn't put it down. It's just it's so good. Oh, yeah, ukulele it's, and the impossible layer is so good. I I I put it down because I'm playing it on PlayStation because I had to try all the other games. I cannot wait to get back to it. It feels like the, it was a shorter development time for this one. Uh, yeah, well, I think I mean, because they, it was 2D. Well, they used a lot of the same assets from the first game and just mm-hmm. put it in a 2D plane, right? And it's like I know it doesn't necessarily like mean the game is going to be a shorter development, but like. You can tell it's it's the ukulele model from the first game. Yes. It's the the boss uh the bosses from the first game, right? It's the enemy types from the first game. All the models are the models from the first game. They just built a two D game around it instead of a three D game. So yes. oh, it's so good. I love it really is. I love really the is. charm and the ooze the like oozing from this game and like just like the dumb dirty jokes that they make <laughs> like it yes. like like if it's ah. if you're a kid playing it it's gonna go way it's it's like it's like a disney or pixar movie right where like mm-hmm. they will make jokes that the parents will get that the kids won't right uh it, it's oh i in in trouser is back uh uh rex rextro 64 is back like all your all of your favorite characters from that first game are in here and it's just i please, like just support platonic and please purchase this game that's like yes i know i've said that a few times on this show but like there are games that just definitely deserve to see love that maybe aren't getting it and this this is this is one of those games it, it it's it's really good. <laughs> it really is a good game. It, it almost like this game. Honestly, if they were gonna make another two D Donkey Kong game, I would want Nintendo to say, "Hey, can you make a Tropical Freeze like third game, right, in a two D Donkey Kong space?" I would fully trust Platonic to do that. Yeah, that's that's I mean, that's what this game feels like. Like it feels like a it feels like a simple. Like, not that it's like a simple game, but it feels like a simplified version of Tropical Freeze almost. Yes, uh, but it plays better. <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't think Donkey Kong plays well. I like Tropical Freeze, but I, I Mario is the superior of the two in every way. But I think Donkey the Donkey Kong Country series have a formula to them and they're supposed to be challenging that's the way that those games were designed no um, i'm not talking, I, i'm not talking about the challenge though i'm talking about just like movement and jumping oh, that, and, well yeah you know that's that's part of the ducky Kong country yeah, i know yeah. i know um i i will agree with you and when you said that like if they was going to do a third game let play play tonic do it yes because retro is busy right now they don't got time to be fooling around with any, yeah, retro, anything retro's else gotta get these metroid games done dude they gotta yes they gotta hdfi that trilogy and they gotta give me metroid prime 4 which i can just hear joey ferris screaming in his house like Dude, I th- if, if they don't say something about Metroid next year, he's just going to, like, I don't know, man. He's just going to shut down. He's going to have words. He's yeah. going to have words. <laughs> yeah. So, 
Uh, Ed, what's your number two? I feel like I went on a little too long about ukulele, but it was like, it's the biggest surprise it's, of the year for me, to be honest with you. Dude, it, it, it deserves, like, it deserves to be on a game of the year list on how good. And like I said, I only played a little bit of it, but the controls are so tight. Yeah. The, like you said, the writing is funny. Um, I can't wait to get more to the overworld because I don't, I really want to explore and stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm like, it it really is good. I think the thing about it is it's just I'm, I'm sad at myself that I had to get the PlayStation version and not the Nintendo version. Yeah. Play anywhere that you can. Like you said, Team 17 and Playtime didn't need the support. Play it on any console PC that you can. This games deserve more recognition. Yeah, it, the, it's crazy that it doesn't have. Actually, the overworld puzzles kind of remind me a little bit of the Mario Plus Rabbids overworld puzzles. Mm-hmm. Uh, just you know, small little puzzle here. You know, move these blocks. Make maybe put it on this button or whatever. Uh, but yeah, that's my number two. What's your number two, Ed? Without a shadow of a doubt, everybody who knows me. It's been one, probably my most anticipated game for the Nintendo Switch. Even to be, even not yet with Breath of the Wild 2, but Damon X Machina. Like, it's a given. Great gameplay. Love the flying, love the shooting. The customization is bonkers good, really crazy. Um, just love and the free DLC, the content, like the Witcher being in it, like yeah. this is crazy. Like, what is there? That doing? Witcher DLC, man, was that's a interesting <laughs> choice for that game. Not that I'm hating on the choice, right? Like, just, just okay. interesting. weird things happen. Um, but yeah, like really, I I feel like because I was talking about how the anthem, the flying anthem is good, but I feel like the flying is better in. Uh, Damon X Machina because it was easier to get to into than Elton was. Um, but yeah, the cell, the, the graphics, the fighting, just like the music, like everything about this. Of course, it's straight Japanese, it's straight armor core, core-ish, I should say. But it was just, it's one of the mega games that I wish it had more visibility. And the box cover is. Oh, I love the box cover of this. Like, I want a shirt or I need a poster of it. I got to see if they got some Damien X Machina uh, merchandise so I can order. Um, Of course, the controller that came, uh, that people were able to buy. Massive one? Yeah. But people were been using it for other stuff too, and they said it works very well. Like, they love it. I know Todd Oxtra has it. Like and I know he likes it because it's comfortable, yeah. you know. And Ray and Ray has it. Yeah, like yes. I, I would, I'm, I've been thinking about getting it just because it has like a proper D pad and it looks like an Xbox controller, and I'm like, that's kind of want that. <laughs> so <laughs> yes, so yeah, like and it's it was crazy, dude. That GameStop didn't even have it. I had to go to Best Buy to get it. And it was just like, Best Buy's the only one that has this game? What? Give like, my Best Buy. Anything you want or need, my Best Buy will have it because nobody goes there. Wow. Like, they still have, like... Like, remember when, like... Remember when the Dark Souls guides, like, the hardback guides were going on eBay and Amazon for, like, 80 and $90? Yeah. <laughs> My Best Buy had them like on clearance because they wouldn't sell. 
<laughs> they were like they were literally like five and six dollars. So I bought I bought like one of each and left them sealed. And I'm like, kind of regretting buying them, but at the same time, I'm you know, whatever. Uh, it's a collector's item. But you know those those uh, yeah, my Best Buy just if you need it, it's probably there. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So dirty, uh, David next Magna. This is my number two. Um, I'm sad that it didn't really get the love that it it did get average reviews from different places, but um, it met my expectations. I love this game. Like it's probably one of the greatest of all time for me. It's like one of those lists. Um, it's probably my number one mecha game of all time. If I play any other mecha games, because I played Armor Core before, um, I played some of the games in that series. Um, I think this one, I didn't get a chance to play virtual on or anything, but like Damon X Machina, yeah, I'm all, I'm we, we both for it. Like, <laughs> I love this game. So, number my number two was Damon X Machina. Nice. Well, I mean, I guess it's, I guess it's no surprise that my number one game is Fire Emblem <laughs> Three Houses. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's actually not only is it my favorite game this year, but it's my second favorite game on the Switch in general, behind Breath of the Wild. Uh not only from like the I mean the gameplay is just uh, it, it's second to none in the strategy genre for me, right? Like I, I think mm-hmm. building your units out and figuring out what you know, what units work well together and everything, but like it was a it was a story that I actually cared about, you know. Like I, I, I played a lot of the 3DS ones, but it wasn't like the stories were like you know A plus writing or anything. It was very just uh, run of the mill Japanese Fire Emblem writing, you know. Like I, it's just like what you expect from something like that. But in this game, it was like you know it had a, had those Persona elements where you were doing stuff during the you know school day or whatever and mm-hmm. and uh each week you had to choose your time wisely to to accomplish different tasks and uh uh you know getting your students to to have camaraderie with each other and everything and and uh watching those relationships unfold between the three houses like they become friends right and and they're they're friends and and they joke around with each other. They eat lunch together. They study together, that kind of thing. Right. And, and, you know, recruiting characters from the other houses to join your house is, is, a, is, uh, something you can do, but like just watching their relationships unfold in the first half of the game compared to the second half of the game where like, okay, you built relationships with these characters, but each character, each house represents a different thought and different belief from a different empire. And the goal of the game is to have the side you choose become the dominant empire. But that comes with consequences and like you feel those consequences because you are literally killing your friends for what you believe in. And like, it just has this, you know, I mean, in, in I know a lot of people probably won't pay that much attention to the story, right? Because it's 
you know, they're playing it for the strategy and everything. And that's, yeah. I mean, that's what I was playing it for too. But like when you're really getting into it and like, you're kind of like see points of view from all sides, right? That's the point of the game is like, you choose the house and when you play through it each time, right? Like choose a different house and you see that perspective of the story. But like just watching like the thought of just like, killing your friends for what you believe in is like just something that I'm glad that, you know, real life, we don't have to do things like that, you know? Cause like there's a lot of people in this world that believe different things, but we don't have to like, there, there are people that fight for us, right. That mm-hmm. let us do what we're doing now. And like, it's, it was just like this really weird, sadness while I was finishing that game, like realizing that you're literally murdering your friends to win. And it, and it's almost like, does it really have to be this way? Like, is there a way you could have prevented that by recruiting all the students? Right. Or is there a way that you could do this where you could only power through, you know, one, faction or the other you know like it it, it just it was a really almost powerful experience playing through this game and i and and like i know a lot of people aren't going to feel what i feel playing through this game right but like i did feel that and it was i think that more than anything is why this game is my game of the year it's just the way the game made me feel emotionally yes you know so uh I mean, no surprise, Fire Emblem's my game of the year, but the reason why it's my game of the year might surprise people. So, uh, yeah, it was a good game. Uh, also, romancing students is a little weird. But, <laughs> you know, gotta get that, gotta get that extra cutscene in there. So, uh, <laughs> Dorothea all the way. That's all I have to say. Yes. Uh, yeah, I, I I mean I we kind of already had your view on Fire Emblem. Do you have anything else you want to say about it before we move to your number one? Nope. No. Okay. Uh, Ed, what's your number one game for the Nintendo Switch? What is your Nintendo Switch game of the year? That retro okay. code Eddie V. Game of the okay. year. Without a. You, could, you already you named go. all the games I thought you were gonna pick. Yes. Like I, I thought, honestly, I thought Astral Chain, or Damon X Machina, or Zelda, right? Like that. Those were the, my three choices for you, and I'm like, you already named all those. <laughs> yes, but boss, we worked on this project for this game that you can read at bossrushgames.com, I believe. Oh right. Okay. Never mind. I know what it is. Yes, of course. She's crafted world. Everybody, this game is super fun. Literally insane. Very comedic. So detailed. I posted crazy pictures about this game. Like I, you do a level in a a cardboard ninja school. Like it's <laughs> funny. They, they, the spookiness at, at some things like going being able to play the game for it like from left to right and then switching it from right to left um the bonus levels the bosses like this is it's challenging in a in a really good sense it's very challenging 
Um, I, I just like, why is no one talking about this game? Why is no one like looking at this game on how phenomenal it is? Like, this is another game of all time for me. Like, without a shadow of a doubt. I know I've been saying shadow of a doubt a lot, but it is. It's it's charming. It's fun. Level design is very creative. Boss is just like the things that they use to create the levels is like very thought provoking. Like just like you might been to be like, I am in a bathtub, and th- they designed a bathtub as like it's a swamp, and there's a big fish with lips trying to bite you, and I'm mm-hmm. cracking up like it is literally charming. Of course, the Yoshi's are always beautiful and everything. Um. The music is wonderful. Um, it, the music is good. It's not as catchy as uh, Woody World. Woody World got some very catchy music. That's Love true. that soundtrack. Um, but Craft the World is just like it's. It, it may be one of the best platforms that Nintendo has made over the Mario series. Wow! Like I. And and it's because of the level design. I'm not knocking the mar. I'm not mar. Not I'm definitely not marking Mario 3D World. Not mar. Uh, mocking 3D Land or well, like you, Super Mario Golden Rent. Golden. Uh, like I'm not marking none of that. Go yeah, ahead, you Corey. Have to, you have to think like, you know, you talk about level design, and yeah, like maybe your first run through of the level is gonna be like simple or whatever. If you're not trying mm-hmm. to find all the flowers or whatever, but like. They have to make that level work left to right, right to left. And then, like, it's a diorama, so you can turn it 180 degrees, and it's got to work as a level backwards. Like, it's got to work four different ways, right, that level. And that is incredibly difficult to do. Like, it's probably incredibly difficult to make a decent level going right from left to right, in one way right and like the fact that you have to like turn the level around you have to hide things in certain places that maybe you see see them one way and don't see them the other like that kind of level design is really interesting to see unfold in this game no no pun intended (laughs) so uh but yes so yoshi's craft the world uh it's it's probably it's one of the Switch's best games. It's one of my all games of all time, man. It's probably one of the best platform games that I've ever played. Um, and yes, we did just talk about Ukulele and the Impossible Late Mission. Um, I'd still recommend that game. Still recommend. But Yoshi's Craft the World is like. Yeah, it, it took. It blew me away for 2019. And. I don't think anything could touch that game. You can, a lot of people can't say, uh, well, there's other games that have been better and they didn't say well and all that. I'm just like, you sit down and you play that game straight and you would be surprised on how detailed and well-made and the quality of that game is. So yeah, Yoshi's Craft the World. It's yeah. my number one game of the year for Nintendo. Papa. Uh, what a What a great list of games we have here. You know, like, yes, you just like, and you know, I know we ha- we only had what, like, three doubles, double ups on here. Like, you know, it's it just shows that you know, uh, 
the Switch is just one of the most dynamic consoles out there, right? Like, mm. I know a lot of the stuff on Xbox is, is changing up a little bit, you know, and, and PlayStation has their audience, right? But, like, the way that indies and third parties and first party games all kind of work together to make this kind of really solid cohesive it, library right and like it, 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 pc games that's comes coming to switch well like it, civilization 6 like that's well, big i thing. mean i mean like even like even taking the fact that nintendo doesn't have to worry about two platforms anymore right like you know it's yes. always like if you wanted to be the hardcore nintendo fan you had to own the home console and the handheld well you know i mean we had a couple 3ds games this year right but like nothing absolutely critical to the point you know in in now that nintendo is kind of really at least everything in-house is focused on switch like Mm -hmm. we're getting i mean look how overwhelming the first party stuff was this year especially from june to october right like yeah that's that whole just like i mean even into november right like with pokemon and stuff so it it was just a a great year for switch you know and and i mean this could just lead into deshaun's question our uh last question of of the night uh he says are you excited for nintendo switch in 2020 even though there isn't a lot of big things confirmed for the year uh yeah because yeah at the beginning of this year at the beginning of 2019, the only games we knew about were Yoshi's Crafted World uh, and Fire Emblem. Fire Emblem didn't even have a title at the beginning of the year. Yes. Right? And and so, uh, you know, I, I'm i always excited for Nintendo. You know, I, I Animal Crossing might not be my jam, but Tokyo Mirage Sessions is and Xenoblade Chronicles is and... Uh, you know, some of these, some of these uh, gods and monsters is coming to Switch, and that game looks really cool. So, there's three games right there I'm really excited for, and that's not I, counting, you know, the the indies or whatever direct comes soon. You know, to kind of lay out next year. So, right, and we st- we still got indie stuff from 2017 and 18 that hasn't been released yet on Switch that got announced but just haven't been released because they've been probably working on it. Um, you meant like, the indie world that they just shown a couple of weeks ago, like that got a lot of promise mm-hmm. in 2020. We still got Shin, Megami, Shin Megami Tensei 4. We still got uh, Room Factory uh, Room Factory, and this remake coming into Switch. Like there's a lot of stuff that is on board. We just got to be patient I and mean, wait for more info to be released about I mean, it. I mean, from the indie direct, like Oddworld Stranger's Wrath and Axiom Verge 2 are two and already wor- two of the games at the top of my list next year. And Oddworld Strange Wrath is already on Switch. It's like it's available to buy. Yeah, I mean, it's not coming out till January, though. It's just a pre-purchase, but... Oh, I uh, thought it was available to buy. No, I, I looked, thought they had trust it. Trust me, I saw it. I looked. <laughs> oh, okay. It's definitely a pre-purchase. <laughs> it's coming out on January 20th. Uh, okay. Definitely a game I'm looking forward to, though. That is, by the way, you want a you want a fun first person shooter action game like that game. Awesome. Um, yes. So, uh, but you know, like I, I, I think the Switch is still heading into its prime, right? Like I know that first year was amazing, and last year we got Smash, which by itself was uh, dominating. 
and this year we had a whole bunch of uh, uh, awesome first party games. You know, next year I think, like, you even if they don't come next year, right? Like, on the horizon still we have Breath of the Wild two, we have Metroid Prime four, and we have Bayonetta three. Those are three heavy hitters, right? And and yes, you know, I'm sure Nintendo will at some point announce Mario Odyssey two or uh 3d world port or Zelda ports, right? Like I, I'm, they have so much in their arsenal right now that they can just say, Oh yeah, we need to fill a slot here. We'll just use this Wii or Wii U game and touch it up a little bit. Right? Like that's what the first half of the year next year is right with Tokyo Mirage sessions and Xenoblade Chronicles. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I just think 2020 will just be another another great year. You know, I'm sure we'll get a uh, whatever the third version of Pokemon Sword and Shield is next year, right? Like I, I'm sure that's happening, or you know something of of that nature. So, uh, but yeah, 2020. I don't I don't have any reason to think that we should. It will be a down year for 20 for Nintendo Switch. Yeah, I I think there. There's going to be a lot of games for all three platforms, um, and I think I think Sony and Microsoft needs Nintendo to fill that void uh, before their next game and stuff coming out. Because you know Microsoft is ready to come out hard. Sony is gathering up for their stuff for next year, um, but Nintendo's going to be like, we just want to drop games and content and keep you guys in our ecosystem make you look forward to stuff and if you're not a nintendo switch owner hopefully this game that we have for our console will make you become one mm-hmm. so yeah uh you know and and outside of nintendo's first party stuff you know we have we have the Mega Man zero zx collection next year we mm-hmm. have crystal chronicles remastered next year uh uh darksiders genesis next year which i think looks freaking awesome i yeah, I don't care what anybody says about Darksiders. I love all those games. Uh, we have Animal Crossing next year, Doom Eternal next year. Uh, sorry, I'm just kind of running through this list here. The Trials of Mana is coming next year, which looks awesome if you're into action yes. RPGs. Uh, so it's 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 going to be a great year for Switch next year again. So Axiom Verge two. Oddworld Strangers Wrath HD. Uh, sorry, I'm just kind of scrolling here. I, I know it's kind of dead air, but uh, Empire of Sin, that strategy game that they showed, uh, what at E3? That yes, uh, yeah, that game looks really cool. That the the George Romero game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh, Gods and Monsters, I think, is going to be awesome. Everybody's hoping for a Mario and Rabbids 2 announcement. Yeah, I, I'm waiting for that announcement as well because that first game's awesome. Uh, the Lego Star Wars Skywalker Saga, which, you know, if you're into Star Wars and Lego, the Lego games, that's going to be a huge game <laughs> mm-hmm. considering it's basically four games in one. Right. Uh, no More Heroes 3 is next year, which I kind of forgot about, but that trailer was pretty cool at the Game Awards. So, you know, there's 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 enough here for everyone. Uh, Streets of Rage Four is next year. Yes. 
Uh, Game Informer doesn't really have anything else listed for Switch, but I mean that's already what like 25 games I just listed. <laughs> so <laughs> I think next year is going to be a busy enough year for Switch. Yes. Uh, but yeah, so uh, those are our games of the year for Nintendo Switch. If you are looking to get a console for Christmas or Hanukkah or what other, whatever holiday you celebrate, wow, uh, words, uh, there's a, a huge list of, of 2019 games right there. Or, you know, you can go back and listen to our previous episodes, check out our website for, for uh, you know, I kind of want to work with Ed on a top 25 list for Switch uh, heading into 2020. Uh, I think that's something that we could do and just kind of update yearly. Uh, or quarterly or, or, or bi-yearly, you know, so, uh, anyways, that's, uh, that's it. If you want to write a question in, uh, be on our first show of the new year, you can email us at nintendopowblock at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at boss underscore rush underscore games and check us out on Facebook. Uh, look for our social media threads, join our Facebook group, join our discord. Uh, we, we, uh, are going to start our live shows again on mixer and twitch so check out boss rush games live on those platforms uh just hit that follow button and uh it'll notify you when we go live check us out on youtube go to youtube.com slash boss rush games subscribe and uh hit the bell so you are notified when our new videos go up and uh subscribe to us on podcast services subscribe to nintendo pal block as well as the boss rush podcast remember to review and rate us on those platforms that you listen to us on it really helps us grow with discoverability uh ed where can we find you you guys can find me on twitter at that Co, and you can find optional opinion on soundcloud and other podcast apps and also check out boss rush podcasts on YouTube and on our website, boshbrushgays.com. Yeah. Uh, I really want to actually thank everybody for watching the shows on YouTube. Uh, our shows have kind of, uh, wa- people watching our shows on YouTube has actually gone up quite a bit. So uh, that's hey. awesome. That's really awesome to see because, uh, I mean, it's not like a ton of work goes into the videos, but, you know, I, I we do put, work into the videos to make them watchable at least and it's kind of it's nice to see that people are are taking the time to check it out so uh yeah it's it was nice to see so uh you can find me at corian hd 713 on twitter and corian hd on instagram and mixer uh you can also find me on the boss rush podcast remember to check out our upcoming content including standard definition a retro and nostalgia based podcast and also uh, 1v1, which will go up on the Boss Rush podcast feeds, uh, our interview series. So very excited for those. Uh, also coming up on our YouTube channel, Pod and Play, uh, a podcasting Let's Play series where Ed and I and various other uh, hosts and guests will, will join us for episodes. Uh, Season 5. Uh, yes. Well technically yes but the first season on boss rush uh so we will keep you posted on the on when episodes are going up what games are going up uh for that first boss rush season and then uh the retro game show 
we are going to get back to in 2020, finish up a link mm-hmm. to the past and move on to the next game on our list. Uh, also, uh, Ed, I know you are doing hit them hard. Uh, are you yes. going to continue that series? Uh, yes, I will be continuing hit them hard. Um, I actually, uh, got busy with work um but i will be coming back i've been trying to upload another dmc5 one um if i can't upload it then i'll just put a new one up um and uh we will go from there because i really want to do uh titanfall 2 on hard like and really just go at it and <laughs> just be like okay yeah this is fun uh but yeah hit them hard we'll be back everybody for next year yeah. Uh, anything else? I don't think so. Uh, I really want to thank everybody for uh, supporting Boss Rush Games and uh, the return of Nintendo Power Block. What? Every time, uh, every yes. time I go into it, Ed has does that thing where he's like, <laughs> "I forgot to say something." Yes. Um. Everybody, we are getting close to the index challenge. Um. So we will be starting the new. Uh, BRG challenge, the Boss Rush Games challenge, uh, actually January 1st on New Year's Eve. So, um, I will have the rules up for it on how that goes. Hopefully, you guys will be able to contribute. Uh, it's a great way to get rid of some backlog <laughs> that you've been playing and actually be rewarded, like, really enjoying this stuff because I think it's a, it's a fun thing to do, yeah. Um, and, and- so we also encourage you to post your results in the Facebook or discord. Right. Cause like yes. it, it gets other people involved in wondering what you're doing and kind of, it's kind of, it's all, not only is it like a challenge to, uh, you know, get your backlog done, but it's also something that we're going to use to build community and, and see what we're playing. And, and, you know, we've been throwing around the idea of doing a video game book club. So that's also going to, probably tie into the the backlog challenge as well so yes so uh yes and like i said i will have more details about how that's going to go i cannot wait for you guys to join us um so yes yeah uh like i was saying before i i I do want to thank everybody for supporting boss rush games and kind of the direction that we've been taking and the return of Nintendo Power Block, it's been really uh, humbling to see the support that we've been getting and, and the continued support. And, uh, you know, I know Power Block has transitioned networks a few times in its lifespan, uh, but it's still the same show. It's the show that we love to do, and, and mm-hmm. uh, it's the show that we love to do for you. And, 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 you know, when we took it away, we had a outcry of people begging us to bring it back you know and it was uh it was it was kind of humbling to see that and that's you know that's why we brought this show back in particular and kind of took the nx show and made it you know what it is today in the boss rush podcast and and uh i love working with jesse and ray and ed and and it's uh you know you you podcast you i you know, we all started creating content because we love video games and, uh, you know, the thing, the things that video game culture kind of 
surrounds us with and how we kind of fell in love with this stuff. And, you know, that, that's why standard definition exists. That's why boss rush exists. That's why power block exists. But, uh, you never really know like how it's going to go. And, and this year was really full of ups and downs in particularly for me, you know, and, and, uh, to see the year kind of end in a, on a really, really high note is, is really fun and, and, and humbling f- for me personally and us as a group like you know and and just thank you everybody who continues to listen and 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 watch and support us and uh feedback and you in your questions and your kind words on twitter and emails and facebook and stuff it's it's you know it's i i love doing this and uh it's just been it's been a fun ride and and 2020 I feel like is going to be something special for us as a group. So, uh, I just, I just want to thank everybody. I want to thank Ed, you know, who, uh, you know, Ed, you've been kind of like that person that just keeps pushing me through and pushing me forward and keeps me sane when I'm trying to do 5,000 things (laughs) to be honest. Uh, but you know, I sit, I don't, think i say this enough to you i don't say it enough to jesse or ray either but you know uh thank you for being a friend and a teammate and just being an awesome host and friend oh uh thank you very much and i mean i mean that sincerely you know not just for you but you know for jesse and ray and you know i'll tell them tomorrow when we record but uh yes you know this this is something that is really special to me personally you know and and just having friends to do it with is is awesome so uh didn't really mean to get all sappy or anything i just uh (laughs) wanted to end 2020 or 2019 going into 2020 on a uh happy and thankful note to everybody who who listens to our content and has for five years at this point (laughs) so uh, yeah so thank you guys everybody for listening and or watching and uh we will see you guys in 2020 bye everybody